welcome to the Taproom Exclusive. I am your host, Dean Zarbaugh. Today's show is sponsored by House of Helga. Are you a brewery looking for some vibrant, stunning artwork to slap on that freshly bottled or canned beer? Or maybe you're starting a brewery and need help coming up with a logo. If so, contact House of Helga for all your design needs. They've worked with Masthead, Streetside, and yours truly here at the Taproom Exclusive. You can check out Kyla's entire portfolio of incredible work at houseohelga.com. On today's show, I chat with Vince Ronaldo and Kyle Mullen of Madcap Brewing Company about their Gold Flash Golden Ale. But first, a taste of what's going on in the craft beer world with this week's Tasting Glass, brought to you by Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News. The Record Courier is reporting for the Beacon Journal that Northwater Brewing Company will open at 101 Crane Boulevard as the second brewery in Kent sometime this summer, joining the awesome folks at Madcap Brewing Company who have seen a lot of success in their last few years of business. You can read the full story at beaconjournal.com. North High Brewing is partnering with Cohatch on a second project to open a new brew pub in Dublin, Ohio. The old Brazen Head Pub will be part of a 15,000-square-foot co-working space housing a 4,500-square-foot North High Brew Pub and an additional 1,000 square feet of new production space. The plan is to be open sometime in March or April and will have a variety of tavern-style food choices. It's always great to see the community partnerships like this that help craft beer and communities expand to create more jobs and more spaces for people to get out and enjoy the company of others. You can check out the full story at bizjournals.com. Zach Holden of the Bucyrus Telegraph Forum reports in the Akron Beacon Journal about 1803 Brewery and Taproom's transformation from one of Ohio's favorite craft beer bars to an actual brewery making beer of their own. You can read the full story at beaconjournal.com. And that's all for this week's Tasting Glass. My interview with Vince and Kyle from Madcap in Kent, Ohio is up next. I'm here in Kent, Ohio at Madcap Brewing. Uh, thank you guys for, for having me out here, by the way. Um, really love uh, getting out to try new places. Haven't been around uh, down here too much, so thank you for having me out. This is a really cool space. Um, talk a little bit about Madcap, how you guys got started and all that. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Um, it's weird because it feels like we're on an island uh, <laughs> for the most part, but... Um yeah, Madcap was started by uh, Ryan Holmes. Uh, I think it started somehow in like 2011, 2013. Yeah, I think 2011, so 2012 is the is right there. Yeah, so it uh, it started out small, kind of on a homebrew setup, a Sabco for him with his buddy Billy. They would just brew they kind of built an addition on, on a house near still high school uh, started there and then moved to a slightly bigger system a three barrel system uh, in another location in Stowe and then about 2016 is when I came on yeah. and we were in the process of moving into here so nice. it's been a baby stepping process and since I, I forgot uh, at the beginning, I, I'm with Vince Vernaldo, brewmaster here at uh, at Madcap, and Kyle Mullen. What's uh, what do you do here, Kyle? I'm I mean my title is brand ambassador. I do like all our outside sales, okay. and do a little bit of taproom work, kind of keep the taproom organized, and nice. you know do all our outside events and whatnot. Like I'm going to do our summit brew count brew path, uh, like 
wrap up event this Friday. So I do all nice. that stuff for us. Today. I heard that's going to be a, an insane yeah, party. Yeah, I think it's 20, I think 24 breweries. Wow. So and it's everyone that finished the brew bath, so you had to go to all twenty four breweries. That's really cool. Part. Yeah, she that's a really cool, cool idea. Yeah. You know, we Cleveland just started doing a brew path thing now. Nice. La- last year, and then this year's the second year, and you know, you know, there's cool stuff like shirts and hats and stuff. But it, we nobody came up with the idea to do a big bash afterwards. And yeah, that's a really cool idea, and Absolutely. I think uh, is a nice reward for the people who put the time into. To actually go out, and that's a lot of places to visit. Yeah. And what you have a year, right, to do it? You do have a year. I think this is the third year that they did it, and obviously it's the most, it's the most breweries that are on it because I think the first year was like 12 or 14, so it's grown exponentially each time. And the last two years before this, there was a reward. Well, this this time there is no physical reward. The reward is going to the party. So, nice. Yeah, yeah. It should be a good time. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds fun. I'll have to keep an eye out Absolutely. to see uh, to see everything that happened with that. So, what was the what was the move to here how did that come about and talk a little bit about the the size of this place and, and the capacity of this brewery um, nowadays. yeah so I, I think the biggest move to here was just growth they they were on a three barrel system uh two six barrel fermenters so it was limiting as far as there wasn't any possibility of having a tap room or any sort of growth so it was just kind of trying to build that home spot to have possibilities to grow and granted it was you know small steps and it was just getting getting in here being able to brew beer get the tap room open and then be able to expand on the tap room so it was just get our licensing get situated and uh start adding different components you know we have a buddy that does pinball and he's beyond passionate about it and taking our tap room into another way and then and then a year later, we started adding the patio and expanding our kind of event space. And so just giving us potential for growth. Absolutely. It's a really cool spot. Um, a lot of space in here. Uh, there's a whole room uh, off to our left here you can do for private parties, I see, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it's nice to see the uh, the community grasping onto you guys as, as quickly and everything that it has. Yeah, it's been nice. I know Kyle could speak on that a little bit more. He's involved yeah. with the tap room more than I am. I'm kind I mean, of yeah, the I mean, private parties have been great. Like we've, I mean, that and pinball have taken off so much for us. It's given us like a different reason to come in here that isn't just for you know craft beer aficionados to come in. Like we didn't. Re- I think we kind of underestimated how well pinball and the game room would do. I mean, we have people that come in here, and that's the main reason why they come in here. Nice. You know what I mean? And. It's, you know our room our party room is great but it's it's nothing special it's just a room and we've kind of been blown away by how many people have wanted to end up booking it because it's a blank space you can do whatever you want with it you can cater whatever kind of food you want to do we're just gonna we're here with the venue and the beer we'd love you to come in and host your event and i don't i don't think we realized it again with that like how great a reception we would get from that too which has been, which has been awesome yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, and you guys don't have a kitchen here, but you guys do uh, have delivery menus yep. all around that you can people can order in and stuff. Yeah, and we and you sometimes on Fridays and Saturdays, depending on the obviously it's a little slower for food trucks in the winter, but mm-hmm. right now, like so right now, but in the summer, spring, we do try to have food trucks here on Fridays and Saturdays. We still encourage people to bring in their own food since we don't have a kitchen. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're fortunate enough. I mean, we're so we're within a mile of some killer mm-hmm. restaurants, so. Right. A lot of them work with us to do deliveries, and it's been 
very fortunate for us, especially not having a kitchen at this point in time. You got, you know, steady growth, right? Do everything incrementally and do what you can and don't go too fast, too quick. Yep, yep, exactly. I just started reading a book. It was about leadership. It was talking about be aggressive but not reckless. And, you know, that's the thing is you got to find that balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of places that can go too fast and it doesn't end well for them. Yep, yep, yep. Hopefully we're somewhere in the sweet spot i'm okay. sure there's some things we probably should be a little more aggressive on but yeah like uh, selfishly i wish we had a kitchen already but i know you know hopefully we do hope it's in our future and when we get there it'll be awesome but right now honestly the local places that have that provide deliveries and the food trucks we've had have been you know we love giving them business and having like a symbiotic relationship with them too which is absolutely awesome. yeah. yeah and so vince how did you get involved uh, over here um kind of a weird relationship so ryan Ryan and I went to high school technically, but okay. we never really crossed paths. But we used to wait tables together back in the day at a place in Hudson. Um, so we, we knew, knew each other from that, and then we kind of split ways as far as being adults. So, and I went to school for graphic design. I did that. Started home brewing. He was off, kind of raising a family, and uh, he was home brewing. I was home brewing. Um, kind of kept in loose contact through his mom because she was a used to be a jeweler and uh yeah it was just weird the timing and I started I somehow was able to get out of graphic design go I had an opportunity to go to brew kettle oh nice uh, which is where I met Ben um and during that time I was at brew kettle for about three years and then during that time, he had started Madcap, and then he was timing things out to where he would be here. And he offered me an opportunity, and I just felt like I needed to give it a shot. Yeah. You know, I just felt like it can't hurt to try, and right. here we are. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Congratulations on, on making that move and, and to what it is now. Thanks, yeah. It's uh scary as hell sometimes but uh it's the best things are yeah Yeah. but it's beyond cool to be able to do this what was it that first got you into actually home brewing um i don't i don't know if it was my wife like just being the amazing person that she is but she supposedly pretended to have some sort of interest in brewing beer so she acted like she was interested in doing it and then kind of find out that she didn't really care (laughs) and i think she just wanted me to have some sort of interest outside of you know, watching TV and yeah. doing graphic design. So, yeah, uh, I credit it to my wife other than having, we both had a passion for, you know, more unique beer at the time. We were never light beer drinkers, mm-hmm. which is nothing wrong with that, but we just didn't hit that yeah. uh, point in our life. Um, yeah, and then we just started giving it a go, and it was just a cool kind of creative thing to do that had it, more complexity that I felt like I could get a grasp on and I was just kind of blown away when I started to educate myself and learn and I don't know it was just kind of a just a sweet spot of that creative outlet that I wasn't necessarily getting weirdly enough out of my design job it was just basic production work what I was doing yeah Uh, we're enjoying the uh, the gold flash here this is a nice golden ale that uh, you guys do talk a little bit about this uh the name uh where it comes from and the style and uh what the profile of this awesome beer is 
Yeah, so I mean, it's it's supposed to be that approachable beer for people that come in. They say they don't like craft beer, and or they you know they're a light beer drinker. So this is kind of that our offering in that world where it would have a little bit more of an edge, um, a little more hop character than most gold nails. It kind of maybe pushes some more pilsner territory. Um, but yeah, and then the name being in Kent, Gold Flash, seems like a good kind of nod to the university Absolutely. and the beer style. So that's, yeah, that's kind of the direction we took for this beer. Yeah, embrace the community that you're in, man. Yep. You know, yeah, exactly. You got, you got to. So. Yep. And that's it's nice having the, the place there because you're constantly giving out people that are turning 21, <laughs> wanting <laughs> yeah. to try beer, they're bringing new people in. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, keep those relationships going. Yeah, for sure. Um it's it's nice that uh, that you guys do this sort of I don't know the term gateway beer is hit or miss uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, for somebody who like my grandfather who was Bud Light Budweiser the yeah. entire time I could easily give this to him and yeah yeah and I mean would've, it, he would have really enjoyed this that's cool yeah I mean I, I'm sure it pushes the limits for some people who might not want is much hop character in a beer like that but at least it kind of <laughs> kind of forces people into trying something maybe yeah. that they weren't normally going to and i think a person that's coming into a craft brewery anyway is is a little more willing to to try something new to begin with yeah. that's already something that's in their head mm-hmm. would, that, would you guys oh yeah and i agree I, that's what's great about that beer is getting people to try it and seeing that reaction sometimes a lot of people are surprised i think that they don't that they definitely don't hate it but they're surprised that they like it so much too and they're like oh my man this is you know it opens them up to trying possibly new beers and figuring out that they might not hate every craft beer like they thought they did yeah. walking in a lot of people think that too when they walk in so so what was it that made you do settle on golden ale versus maybe like doing it as a lager or a pilsner? like a kolsch yeah or a kolsch yeah so i mean <laughs> The biggest advantage for us is coming from that production background at Brew Kettle is just kind of maintaining yeast strains. So this is a great kind of base beer to propagate yeast so I can get a pitch of yeast, start it up here, and then I'm able to jump around to different beers off this one pitch of yeast. Oh, nice. So it's been great as far as like it rotates fast enough that by the time I either need to re-up on a pitch of yeast or I can just kind of keep it going because we're always blowing through it in the tap room (laughs) yeah we've actually it's been awesome because we've been we've been selling it at uh Kent State football games for the last two seasons oh nice it's been really cool awesome of the university to include us there too which is great that's awesome and yeah I did I see online you guys started doing like limited canning on it too yeah, we did. We did one candy run with that and yeah. our IPA bullet. Nice. Which was yeah. awesome. The, so, yeah. the labels looked really cool. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, our, our friend Mike uh, Mansfield did those oh, uh, nice. labels for us. Uh, any plans to possibly do another one coming up at all? Or Yeah, I mean, we're talking about it. It's just... It's its own headache. I understand that. It's Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's some logistical things that we need to kind of figure out to make sure that it makes sense for us to do it, but... Mm. Yeah, we've definitely talked about it and just trying to figure out timing-wise and what's the right pure style to put in a can and right. move right. forward that way for sure. Yeah, because getting that, that fight for, for store shelf space is, is, is hard enough as it is. Right. Yeah. And, you know, if you come at it with the wrong style or something. 
yeah. it, then you're just out, you're out just digging yourself a hole there too. Yeah, for sure. So this is a nice, nice one because it has it has that broad appeal. I feel to to a lot of people. Yeah, and we're we try to minimize what store shelves we put ourselves on just because as you know there's outrageous competition and making sure that your product is going to move the in the timeline it needs to move and not having to you know expect somebody to sell it for you besides yourself is it's a tricky game so we try to make sure we sell more of it out of the tap room yeah, and then a few kind of i don't want to say boutique locations but smaller not big big uh Chain. Not chains yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's you know just like the this whole thing is you want to stay local. So yeah. you yeah, want to exactly. make sure you're supporting the little guys because you guys are technically the little, the little guy, guy. You know, yeah, yeah, and absolutely. so it it's nice to ha- spread that wealth and and keep it in in the community. Yeah. Um, anything else about the uh, gold flash that you wanted to to cover that? Uh, if somebody were were to eat with it, or do you do crawlers to go, or crawlers to go? We do, do uh, crawlers, yeah, and crawlers. But uh, if somebody were to take like this home and have a dinner or something with this, what would? Uh... Oh man, um, I mean, I'm sure it could fill any any gap that you're looking uh, as far as you want something to eat with it. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I'm I tend to go through simple uh, food, so I'm sure. Any burger, summertime grill yeah. cookout kind of deal is Great a nice little that. addition for that. Absolutely, it's not going to hit the palate too much to take yeah. away from the rest yeah. of the food. So, it's, yeah, just a little palate cleanser, if yeah. you will. Absolutely. Uh, thank you guys for your time. Uh, we're uh, tune in next week and uh, for another new episode here at Madcap Bruco.